Comfort to me is not a good thing sometimes at all. Because when you get comfort, things become monotonous, mm-hmm. things become kind of kind of plateau out. Mic check, one, two, one, two, what's going on? It's the all-new KZ123, number one for throwbacks. I'm Ross Martinez, your host for the KZ Community Beat. In the house this week, I got Alfred Conte as a contemporary African-American painter, sculptor, printer, for a printmaker from Atlanta to Peoria this weekend, and also Everly Davis, community coordinator of the Peoria Riverfront Museum. So what brings you in from Atlanta to Peoria this weekend, Alfred? Uh, well, I'm here to... Uh do some programming and take photographs and to uh, hang out with the staff and people of Peoria for, you know, this Memorial Day weekend. You know, I guess it's kind of like a work day, a work play kind of thing. Mm. Uh, you know, here to, you know, do some uh, a little workshop. There's going to be a, a film screening. Uh, also a bit of a, uh, a Q&A uh, that Evely is going to be uh, uh, quarterbacking. And uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm get to get to know the city and uh, take photographs and uh, talk about my work. So your work, what are you trying to bring out emotionally when you have people, or what do you hope people get out of the work that you bring forth? Well, uh, when it comes to what I'm working on currently, most of my work is is uh, basically uh, it's portraiture. Um, I, I focus on people. Uh, that I live around, you know, I'm from the Atlanta area. And uh, uh, I try to highlight and focus on black folks who live in the Southwest. And, you know, based on their day-to-day lives, their realities. And uh, the work that's at the museum is uh, a cross-section of that exploration. So, you know, uh, that particular, I'll I'll go into detail about that uh, uh, at the uh, talk there. Um, But, I've been working on this series called Two Fronts for the last eight years. And what kind of got the fire started with you for this program? Um, well, in regard to uh, that particular series, uh, it's about uh, the battle that black folks fight, you know, year in, year out, 25 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You know, system uh, systemically, when it comes to the, this world, this environment that we live in, you know, in regard to race, economics, uh, uh, um, social marginalization, you know, all these things that unfortunately um, marginalize black folks, hmm. uh, you know, historically and currently, and how those systems, uh, you know, cause us to uh, to act, you know, when it comes to you know, how we vote, how we spend our money, how we raise our children. Those things acutely affect our, uh, our lives adversely, more often than not, adversely. So, like, the cultural impact and the nuances of the society we live in, kind of, is a, am I a little off on that? Or is it... Yeah, I, 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 the work addresses the stuff that ain't so fun. You know, we're brought to conversations around, you know, uh, the depictions of black life. Um, you know, again, not disparaging my contemporaries, but, you know, I think sometimes we kind of have this um, uh, rose-colored glasses type of outlook on what is happening currently, mm-hmm. but that's not current, not the case. Um, you know, for every, you know, there's a very few of us who are doing very well. You know, it's like that kind of celebrity lens. But when you look at the other 95%, um, there's a lot of things that folks have to deal with on a day-to-day basis that's um, not so nice. So can you take me through a couple of those things lightly? I mean, when it comes to the, we talk about the racial wealth gap yeah. that's existed for decades and decades that, you know, uh, that people tend to overlook um, uh, when it comes to uh, all these disparities when it comes to education, you know, hell, 
you know, we've been seeing what's happening when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, how we've had to live in regard to how the police, police black communities, you know, that has been a parent thing that's been at the forefront of uh, uh, people's minds in regard to race relations. But outside of that, you know, how politics haven't been served in our communities, you know, as taxpayers, even as art, even in art, you know, we can talk about that space for a second. You know, black folks pay taxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but when it comes to how our, us seeing ourselves in these spaces as taxpayers, you should be seeing if you're 15 percent of the population, 15 percent of the space of, a, of the footprint of a museum should be dedicated to seeing some representation of black life. That's not the case. The ability just to present the story itself. Yeah, just to have that dialogue in these in that space. Just talking about fine art. So and there's a lot of things I try to highlight, you know, and you know when it comes across this the breadth of the the work I've been doing. You know, it's interesting you say that because before we jump on the mic, we we're talking about how you guys road trip from Atlanta down here, and yeah, you know, yeah, we, we got yeah, we, we got Mark Supreme. Uh, he's chilling <laughs> with us. Thank you so much for hooking this up. But he was like, "Man, y'all road trip? You didn't fly?" But then you brought up a key point that was off the mic. Like you get to see America, you get you to see, see things. What looks like. So have you road tripped a lot in your life? Were you yes. able to see a lot? Yes. So have you been seeing a commonality between different states, communities, different subsections of America where you're like, uh, yes, yes, you know, sundown towns, as we were just talking about. Also. Well, you know, again, you know, it's the, it's it's kind of like a familiarity um, that I, that I kind of uh, can connect to in regard to my life. You know, uh, I know my my brother Alvin here can attest is that you know when we were younger we would road trip a lot. You know, my parents, my mom is from Tuscaloosa, so we would go from from Alec, from Fort Valley. Tuscaloosa a lot, and then you know because my my mother was in, in my you know, my dad, but we used to do this college tour back in the day. In the eighties, we would go like to all the HBCUs. We go down to Alcorn State. We go to the Montgomery to Alabama A and M. Go all throughout the Southeast, and you know it's a uh, it's different. We get to see you know how people socialize and interact state to state, you know region to region, but you know also at the same time. You know, bringing it to the current uh, time, how many things haven't changed? You know, like uh, what? <laughs> I mean, I'm down to talk all about this, whatever. Because as a artist, yeah. you're here invoking emotion of the perspective that you have. I would like yeah, to say, yeah, yeah. so it has to have evolved throughout your travels because you're starting to see the commonalities or the growth or the regression in certain areas. Well, I guess, you know, like, uh, I guess being on the road, you know, I guess, uh, yeah, of course, living in a contemporary time, 2023, you know, you're going to see digital road signs. <laughs> you're going to see, you know, because you're, you know, you're, you're GPSing and things like that. Uh, but also at the same time, when it comes to, to stopping and, oh, excuse me, sorry about that. It's okay. Jeez. It's radio. That's what you love about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, you know, uh, I know who I look like. I know who I am. I'm six foot two and about 275 pounds. And, you know, I know when I stop to get some gas and I get out in some of these places, I kind of I, I kind of stand out. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't consider myself, I don't, I don't like to edit how I speak and how I conduct myself, but I know the lay of the land. You know, I know where I, know where I am. Yeah. And I, I kind of, you know, you know, understand that, you know, I, I'm traveling with my, with my family right here, you know, uh, there's some people who might be kind of off-put by my presence. Well, they look at you like, ah. Oh. <laughs> but how's, how's that feel as an individual? I, man, I'm 47 years old, You're man. just kind of like, know, it's just part of the day? I don't know how this country works. 
I just, you know, I, I do what I got to do, and, you know, I don't try to start nothing with anybody. I was about to cut it for a second. <laughs> hey, man, cut me want. If I got to edit, I'll edit it. You know, but, you know, I just, uh, you know, I'm an I'm a, I'm a observer, man. I, call, I consider myself to be a social commentator. I just I just see what how things work out, you know. Like yesterday, um, we were trying to find this, this, you know, spot to get some gas, and, uh, you know, I got out, I was going inside. And this guy saw me coming from across the parking lot. He opened the door, and I was like fifty feet away. You know, I was like, "We're oh, gonna take a sprint to him." You know, we just we, we just playing through these nice diesel. Like, hey, oh, appreciate it. Thank you. No, after you, after you, that type of thing. And it was kind of like I'm trying to start. I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are, but you know, it's kind of like. And then you know, this guy comes up with his wife. Oh no, you go ahead. It was like you were playing this weird uh, nicety, nicety game. Type of thing. You know, it's like. We had to go inside to pay for gas and get whatever we're going to get. But it was like, come on, get on. Like, who's going to go in the door first? I was like, I had to do this. Go on, just go on. And now, uh, I don't know. Have, have you seen um, through your years of living, and it seems kind of like, not conditioning, I guess that's a bad word, but just kind of acceptance of like, this is how the society is. This is how I'm kind of viewed as a black male. Like, have, has, have you seen the change in your art? That is kind of like part of the reflection of what I'm tackling with this work. Um, I don't put myself, I don't center myself in the work. That may change. That hmm. may change. Usually, you know, I'm a, again, as a social commentator, you know, I put people that I observe in the, as a focus. You know, I focus on their realities, their day to day experiences, you know, whatever they may be. But I think sometimes, I, well, as of late, I've been kind of uh, thinking about putting myself in some of these works centering myself because uh, I can kind of uh, give a more personal uh, bent and a deeper dive into mm. some of these things I've been kind of thinking through in regard to uh, race and uh, uh, gender, you know, um, uh, what, you know, what off puts people, you know, regarding my size even in spaces, you know, you know, I, uh, um, I was thinking about a, a time uh, when I was a younger dude. You know, I've always been a bigger individual, and you know, you know, there's times where you know, walking on the street or walking in through parking lots, you know, I'm walking trying to find my car, and people, you know, uh, a white lady sees me coming and she locks the door because <laughs> she sees me approaching. It goes across the street, anything. like, but it ain't just white folks doing it; it's black folks doing it too. For real. I mean, yeah, uh, it's like, I kind of kind of think it maybe important me to if I put myself, you know, in some position in regards to what I'm composing, and you know maybe those types of some of those things I can kind of uh, work through a question, you know, uh, not just when it comes to these racial spaces, you know, when, you know when it comes to black and white, but how we perceive we one another. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was the reluctancy to not make yourself? A, a focal point in the art, rather more of a uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I don't find myself to be that right? interested. Just to be honest, is when it comes to you know a focus of my work. I just never found myself to be that interesting to uh, to uh, the dialogue about. Huh. Um, but I don't know. I think now because you know I got experience. I got tons of stories. Why not? Why not? I mean, we're here because of you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's interest there. Um, yeah. We have Everly here, Everly Davis, the uh, community coordinator of the Peoria Riverfront Museum. As you hear him talk about this, like you have to be like, nah, come on, 
you are interesting. You oh, do you're have... mad interesting. That's why I drove two and a half hours up to Chicago just to meet you. <laughs> um, the piece that's in the museum, Malik and Marquise, that's um, one of Conte's 2020 works, um, is positioned as the final piece in this 160 years plus of American art history that's on display um, in the American Revolutionaries Art and Disruption uh, Exhibition. And for that, um, kind of twofold. One, it's the most unique piece to me that um, when taking thousands of kids through and adults and things like that through the year-long run that it's had at the museum, that is the piece that almost every single group wants to stop at and have a conversation about. Um, but also to look at how art has changed over you know nearly 200 years in America and for us to stop with this piece and kind of mm-hmm ask that question looking forward what are we going to talk about and capture in our art um, to have Conte's piece there as that um, introduction to dialogue is beautiful um, so I find what you're doing and who you are very incredibly interesting <laughs> so I appreciate that, <laughs> does that make, Alfred does that make you kind of feel like a little like when people talk about you yeah a little a little you know I kind of you know I don't I, I like staying background, man. And you know, again, I'm an observer, man. That's just, that's my spirit, man. That's that's usually been my my point of view into how I see life. You know, I'm not I don't talk a whole lot. Uh, you know, not usually. <laughs> um, I'm like, please talk more. <laughs> <laughs> I just stand back and watch. And you know, a lot of how I transcribe life is through what I paint and what I sculpt. And you know, hmm. yeah. Everly, what you said it was. Uh, they brought up interesting points of dialogue. The piece that he has at the Riverfront Museum. If anybody has a chance, go check it out. Now, amazing. But what type of points of conversation have you seen or heard people having while coming across Alfred's art down there? So it depends by generation. So for the littlest of the littles, they'll see things that are familiar to them, right? Like shoes. The shoes yeah. that are on the boys are like, I know what those are. Um, as you go up into like the teenagers. Um, you know, they look at the year that it was painted in and try and contemplate on what's going on in 2020 and how they, what they were doing at that time and thinking about the boys that are in the portrait. Um, And then you have adults that are from our community to see a black portrait on display in the museum is not entirely new, but for the amount of what we're doing, like going back to what Alfred said, um, you know, if there's 15% of the population that is black, 15% of that art space needs to represent that. And I think that's what we're moving towards at the museum. So to have this piece, along with others that are on display in other galleries, smattered throughout the museum, it's not just here's the black corner of the museum. Um, I think that is uh, something that the older generation has touched on. Like, well, we didn't Mm. think we would see this. I mean, Alfred Conte's piece is in the same room as Arshil Gorky, Judy Chicago, Stuart Davis, um, Jack Witten, um, all kinds of people. Uh, and so what we've done at the museum also is with our labels on the art pieces, we don't just give you the bare bone facts about what this piece is or when it was created or what it was used to create it. We put a photo of the artist on there, too, so people can have... Um, that recognition of what does this person look like and possibly get a glimpse into the perspective that they're creating from, right? Mm. It would be different if it was a white man painting black boys, right? Mm. But they can see that this is someone that's probably from the community that is capturing the community and there's this immediate understanding and sense of home 
that happens there. Yeah, I mean, you ever see that interview with Denzel where he's like, um, could Scorsese uh, do Color Purple? Yeah, he's an amazing director. You probably could have, but he wouldn't mm-hmm. have got the cultural nuances of the art, mm-hmm. of the exhibit. Right. So someone like Alfred who has the ability, lived in experience, the travel experience of going to different places in different communities and knowing the perception of, oh, wait, this is how someone's looking at me now. Oh, but in this community, I'm looked at this way. But in this community, I'm accepted. This one, I'm kind of being scared of. Blah, blah, blah. All these different versions kind of come together through your art. And you're having different people come down, different generations, seeing your perspective. How does that feel? Uh, that's rewarding, man. Um, that, you know, especially when it comes to how they react. You know? Uh, and it's kind of like... Um, I can, there were things I, I, I you know, want to with regard to uh, that place in the work that I wanted to elicit reactions from people, and, you know. Uh, but uh, you know, you know, hearing that it feels good, man. You yeah. know, it, it touches people in different ways. You know, you know, regards to demographics. That's that's good. Now let me ask you: of all the talents, of all the jobs, of all the trades, everything, <laughs> why the venue that you went through? Why the art that you are displaying? Why? Um. Well, you know, I've done a, you know, my work has gone through a lot of iterations, still um, evolving. Right now, this this feels right to me um, in regard to uh, what I'm producing because, you know, I, I I think that painting and the scale of what I'm painting, you know, it, it allows me, uh, uh, it allows me a way to not only detail people uh, that I want to portray. And but also to create, you know, you know, uh, allegory in regard to symbolism. There's things that I've placed in the, in, the, in the works that, uh, you know, of course visible, but you may not understand, uh, you know, based on age or you know your experience. You know, maybe take a, you know, it, it, it takes time to to understand some of the things, uh, or you know, of history, uh, of place, to get it. Um, but this would this this uh, this place you know this space I'm working in right now allows me a lot of latitude hmm. in regard to things what I want to describe and to and to work through. So you feel like you're walking in your light right now? Man, I feel I feel good, man. Yeah. You know, I, you know when I get to that studio and and and, and do what I do in the morning and throughout the day and the evening, I you know it's 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 a good space. And and and, and uh, you know we were talking earlier about putting myself and you know it's always I'm it's always way you know to improve and to and to uh, uh, change the work that makes it more interesting to me first you know and you know I think here is where you know if it comes from here that makes me you know makes me want to do it it makes it more interesting for you the viewer. Do you feel like at this stage of your career in your life you have a better understanding of who you are as an individual? Yeah. So do you think that's now why you may be trying to be more accepting of putting yourself as a centerpiece? Yeah, yeah. I had all, I had like some some um, some hurdles to get over when it comes to perception of my work to other people and cool. perception of myself to myself. You know, I, it's, it may sound strange. But no, elaborate on that if you can, please. You know, you know I, I guess there's some hangups I have in regard to how I have what my ideas portrayed to the world. Like but, what? You know, like, you know, it has to look a certain kind of way. I have to, you know, it has to be, uh, you know, when it comes to palettes and, you know, things I think that are, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. It's a personal thing. Um, I got you. 
But, but you felt like you had to follow a, a code of, of something, right? Yeah, or like yeah. a structure. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. But is that like your creative mind where you're like, no, so many amazing people that I look up to have done it this way, so I should emulate it? Or is it more no, like... No, no, I think it's, a, it's like an order of operations in regard to how I function, how I work. Okay. So, you know, you know, I'm a I'm a traditional painter. You know, and there's some design elements in that work. Again, I came from academic space. But now, uh, again, not just in regard to the the physical nature of the work, but also the subject matter, there's certain hangers I'm kind of getting past. I'm not getting older. I'm like, like, why would I have to uphold these certain things just for the sake of making, you know, getting past formalities and just doing what feels good? Yeah. You know, what I think, just try some different stuff, you know? So it's just, um, yeah. Yeah. You know what I love about this? I'm a body language person. I don't know if y'all people, but like as I ask him more <laughs> intimate details about himself and ask him to like kind of divulge a little bit more, he's a little like, ah, you're so uncomfortable by it. But that's, but, 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 that's know, a good sign. Good. I got to kind of, you know. No, yeah. yeah. That's a good sign because that still means you're extremely passionate about discovering who you are. And as you discover, you put a little bit more out. Yeah. I've noticed that in my work. As I get more comfortable, I'll let more people in. Yeah, yeah. But you it know, is I, uncomfortable. Comfort, comfort, yeah. I'm glad you said that. Comfort to me is not a good thing sometimes in art. Because when you can comfort, things become monotonous, mm-hmm. things become kind of kind of plateau out, and you're not challenging yourself to uh, you know, you know, new uh, challenges and you know and discoveries within your work. If you keep on, you know, you know, make it like an assembly line. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when you get to spaces that aren't comfortable and live in those spaces, he's like, yeah. You know, I don't know if I should, that's that's a good space because you you kind of got to let some things you know to chance. Yeah. Have you uh, was there any moments in your career in your life where you felt like you were plateauing and you're like, no, okay, no, it's well, time to get completely uncomfortable. I'm working through some work right now. Yeah. In the studio that I have never done before in regard to um, subject matter. Some things I haven't really addressed. You know, um, and I'm doing some things in regard to uh, gender and sexuality. Um, you know, I haven't done before, and I, you know, uh, when the time comes to present them, I was let let them fly. You gonna let turn your eyes and just let people look at them <laughs> first? Yeah, it's like, you know they got they got to leave the nest and fly on their own, and just you know what happens happens. Everly, have you you've worked with a bunch of artists before? So you, uh, how long have you been doing um, work at the Peoria Riverfront Museum? Almost two years. Years yeah. have you seen this more commonality between artists and painters and sculptors, or they're uncomfortable, but once they get the art out there and they see people actually gravitating to it and getting their perspective of it, you see the comfortability kind of grow with them. Um, yes, but sometimes you see the inverse. Ooh, like they're up? very comfortable in knowing that I know what I've put here on this canvas and I get it, and more worried about if I put this out here, are other people going to see or understand the story? Um, and so they're nervous about what the reaction is. Are they going to get it? Um, so, yeah, I, I would say both, but, like, it's kind of a flip of the coin. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you I can't... Know. You, know, you don't know? <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Everly. What, what do you find... Why, why are you passionate about art? Art, like music, to me, is a universal language. Um, and it can it has its own interpretations, kind of like language has dialects. Um, mm. So, you know, we all could be presented with the color red, but red's going to mean something a little different, or we're going to have a different kind of connection with that color, right? Um, and so every art piece, um, 
is a new opportunity for us to connect in profound ways that we might not have known before, right? So, um, No, you're fine. <laughs> because you know what? It, it's it's interesting. When someone gets to start asking you about your passion, no, sometimes you could just be like, because I know when people ask me about my profession, I'm like, I don't know. I just like what I do. Yeah. <laughs> but it's. Yeah. I think art has this beautiful thing where it's able to connect individuals from different cultures, different religions, different backgrounds, uh, different sexual orientations, where they can just look at a piece and from their own lived in experience, mm -hmm. they gain a different perspective. And one of the things I want to point out too is that, regardless of what I said about you know, you know, the machinations of my work, I don't have any control of what somebody brings to that work. You yeah. know, they True. don't have to know anything about it. Yep. Whatever they bring to it when they approach it, and their experience, that is is that is just as valid as as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's beautiful when you're able to just present a piece of yourself to an audience and just let them experience it. Yeah, they experience you, but they also experience their world through you in a way. I think art's also like an exchange of energy. Um, and so I may walk into a gallery and not visually like anything that I see, but the energy of what is on the walls and the people that are in there too. Um, is something that I feed off of. Mm. And so I think some people, like we did the Modern Masters project um, with Mark Supreme. Um, there were people that were walking into this modern, like minimalist art gallery. And I kept hearing them come out of it like, I don't know what's going on. I could have done that. This is boring. Why is that considered art? And so I worked with Mark to um, select songs that go with each of the pieces to kind of yeah. translate what's going on. Like I said, art and music to me are like those universal languages. Very and symbiotic. It was, yeah. And so, um, and they influence each other all the time. Um, and it was once we set art to music, people started understanding it. I told him I had a, a family, I think they were from Colombia, um, come through, and so they were speaking to me in Spanish. Um, and so I'm trying to explain to them what's going on, and this, like, 14-year-old boy pulled out his phone, scanned the QR code, and knew the song, and he was just, <laughs> like, he just went off on his own in the gallery and had a great time. So it's, like, it was the energy that was brought to the space. He was kind of dead before that, but then you added just the layer of music to art, and then he wanted to learn more about the what was on the wall. Yeah, so there's this exchange of energy that happens. It's beautiful. All right, last question here, Alfred. Let me ask you this. I'll ask anybody that comes and sits down and has a conversation with me. When your story is all said and done, mm -hmm. what's the takeaway you want people to get from your perspective of this world? I really have no control over that at all, but I would hope. Uh, by my efforts that people at least think or perceive that I told the truth. Mm. That you were authentic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like that, man. Um, all right. For anybody, this episode go out today. So to get tickets or more information, where can they go to make sure they are part of the exhibits and uh, they can find out everything going on this weekend? So this weekend, all of the programming with Alfred Conte is free thanks to a generous um sponsorship from Art Bridges, the foundation that has lent us the art uh, for free as well. Um, and you can look at the calendar of events happening on riverfrontmuseum.org. Okay. All right. I want to thank Mark Supreme from Strictly Hip Hop for making this happen today. Um, I guess say Everly Davis, community coordinator of the Pure Riverfront Museum. And of course, 
person himself. He doesn't like the spotlight on himself. <laughs> Alfred Conte is a contemporary African-American painter, sculptor, printmaker from Atlanta Peoria this week at multiple events. Make sure you go check out the website, PeoriaRiverfrontMuseum.org. There we go. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Go back. Check out all the other episodes or you won't get invited to cook out. Okay, bye.